So hello, yes, welcome to the first episode of the Sinclair's Front of Cortex. Well, that was originally, but it just got changed to be uh, just frontal cortex, uh, because that was easier just to fit in. Lee's frontal cortex is a bit too long of a name. But the reason why I chose that specific part of the brain and that specific title overall is just because that's the part of the brain that's for about information, logic and reasoning is the best thing to say. And that's kind of based on what I want this to be about. It's honestly just... Uh, logic of reasoning, just trying to give my own ideas on things, random things, and sort of just testing out to see if I like this. So, um, if you're listening to this right now, this is the chosen platform I've decided to uh, do these recordings on, because I did spend, I've spent months trying to do this, I had this idea all the way back in November 2020, and I'm just starting now, so a lot went into that. So I just thought I'd start off this first segment, since it's the first episode, just by giving a little bit of extra information. So, as you know, my name is Lee Sinclair, it's in the title. I'm 19 years old, I live in Scotland, and I currently study at Aberdeen University. The subject I study is maths. Right now trying to build it up to get my teaching degree, but I might change my mind about that at some other point. You'll probably hear a lot of my about my acts, eh expectations and things I had in mind for the future, what went what went wrong, and other things will happen as we get to know each other on this journey. So let's just add a little bit more to ours, just talking about how this would structure in the ways of these going, and uh, so what I planned on it doing is kind of having it around about 30 minutes long, that's like an episode of like Robot Chicken basically. It's kind of quick, not too long, but the point is testing the water here, so once I kind of get more familiar with this, maybe that might change. Maybe there'll be more specific shows, just keep an eye open for them. Probably advertise them like hell in these <laughs> these episodes. So, what my plan is for the structure of the show is sort of, I'm going to, so I wanted to base it all around answering questions on Quora and stuff like that, because you know, Yahoo Answers doesn't exist anymore, so Quora it will be, because that's the next best one. So, it would just be based off of that, so I did kind of think maybe I'll scroll through live and just look at the ones that are already there, but I thought sometimes you'll look through there's a lot of stuff that doesn't even have much to talk about. So I'm just going to take ones I've already answered, so I'm going to answer them in advance and then make episodes about the best ones basically. So since this is just the first one we're doing right now, I'm just going to take ones I've already answered and ones I can find. So they might not be too brilliant since when I answered these one, they were quite a while ago, these were all the way back in December last year, and they may just <laughs> just be boring because I never had a whole this whole talk show in mind while answering them. So just bear with me with this. So if I talk about the ones I did actually answer quite a lot, I did seem to at the beginning answer a lot of things to do with education and uh, stuff like that. One that I did notice is the best, <laughs> or the first one actually, this is the first one I answered. Because uh, a lot of the questions are all based off of, the algorithm they use is kind of based off of what you talk about. Originally, like you'll see by the first one here, uh, they usually just take whatever you put in your profile and kind of base it off of that and then as you answer more questions it starts to more be based on that which I will talk about probably more in the future as you'll see appearing uh, a lot of questions about smoking comes up because obviously uh, my fiance was trying to quit smoking so I took a lot of research in smoking so according to internet algorithms it thought oh this man's interested in questions to do with quitting smoking so that's how they all come up I don't smoke personally but I guess it helps me learn a bit more about smoking to sort of come along on a journey with my fiance. 
So as I bring up the first question here, it's saying how competitive are Scottish universities such as Aberdeen, Dundee, Glasgow, etc. You can see how instantly it brings up the universities as my first question I've ever answered because I, uh, my profile all it really says is my name and studies at the University of Aberdeen. That's all that says in my profile, so that's why it instantly came with that. But I gave the answer, and the first answer gives a very good and detailed answer, so I actually don't know what the first answer is, so no point reading that part, but I basically said my personal experience on it. So I study at Aberdeen. I've got two friends in Glasgow, one in Edinburgh, and two in Dundee. We just respect each other's universities and have, you know, have nothing to really compete with, since we all study a completely different subject, which is very true. Because uh, whenever I talk to any of my friends about um, universities or anything like that, there's not much on it. We just really talk about what work we've done that week. Sometimes not even that much. I think I'm mainly the one asking, because I do have one friend uh, who goes to a college and he studies history, which I do find history fascinating. It's just not something I do as a subject, really. I'd rather just look at my spare time, but he does in his spare time. He absolutely is very passionate about history, which is why he done it. I often like asking him questions about that, because it's just something I'm interested in. Whereas I do have another friend who does uh, graphic design. Uh, I did do graphic design, and that's kind of where I first met him, but I done it back in high school, and I was really crap at it. Uh, as you can tell from the uh, studies i done, i done a lot of computing stuff like computing science, engineering science, all that. So I was completely comfortable with the computing stuff in Graphcom, but when it came to the drawing and all that and the design, it's horrible at. But that's what he's most passionate about. So we don't really have much to talk on that basis. I think the only communication we sort of get about his subject is the fact that obviously the thing he likes doing in graphic design has a lot to do with advertisement. And I quite enjoy advertising. I used to study business management. So <laughs> we can talk about that, but there's really not that much. So we, more or less, as I'm getting to the point here, my personal experience of it, no one really cares <laughs> which university you're in. It's just what you do in your spare time. There's nothing really competitive about that. So, next question. So, just as we get on to the next question here, uh, I just want to say you've now made it practically halfway through this uh, episode, so congratulations if you have, and thank you for staying this long. And uh, I hope <laughs> that you stayed this long, because I can even now hear it myself, because after listening back to the previous score and I was done, I realise I keep taking those like, little breaths. I don't know if it's because I'm just talking so much in between sentences, but it's weird because I did notice that happen and I really think I have some breathing problems and I think I've just proved it by these recordings here. So, sorry about that if you hear any noise, I do live in a flat, so you can sometimes hear noise around it. But anyway, so the next one is, why did they make me learn so much algebra and a mountain of other useless things in school? This is one I actually do talk about quite a lot because you think about it, I just, my actual answer on that was a really a quick one, actually. So if I just look at the now, it's just saying at, at some point in life you'll be surprised when certain things come in handy. For example, algebra helps see how good you are at handling numbers for any other figures, which is pretty true. Because I do talk about that quite a lot. I always hear, especially when I was in school, because I loved school. It's, you know, I will talk a lot about it because they're some of my best years. I've only been 19, it's the most recent thing that happened to me. I only graduated like two years ago. So the thing about it is you, you will, you will actually, I always heard a lot of people complaining about learning useless things and there is weird useless things in school, you'd be like, why would I ever need to know this? Number one is engineers will use a lot of the pointless things you learn, especially maths, because people always talk about maths being pointless, but you're talking to the guy who wants to be a maths teacher, so yeah. 
um, you will notice is that some of those things do come in useful in life, especially if you're an engineer. Because even though in simple stuff like Pythagoras comes into good basis, and I even when I talk about it, because the triangle is well known as the strongest uh, shape in, in existence. And so you will use it when you're building, uh, even with roots, um, as in when you're travelling places. If you understand how a triangle works, you'll understand what the quickest route is to take. Uh, so even just travelling to your local shop or something, you're using a form of maths to get there. Yeah, it may just look like a bunch of triangles and numbers, but it gets your brain working, like I spoke about algebra. Algebra is just how you deal with figures. It's uh, you're learning different rules, rearranging numbers. I'd say that's perfect for your life going on. Almost everything in school is preparing you for something, and uh, I think kids should learn that because it's very true. So we can jump to the next question, that was a little quick one. So since I did do a lot of talking about school in the past couple of questions, this is still kind of do it, but also a bit different, just to spice things up a little. So I did find one where I was asked what percentage of Glasgow is Catholic. So I'll read out my answer to you now. So I said, I can't remember the exact details, but I think it's something like 38% of people in Glasgow are Catholic. I may be wrong, but the best number I could get I did find out in 2011, the census showed that there is a total of 814,000 Catholics in the whole of Scotland. So that may help you put it some perspective. So I did actually decide to look it up to see how correct I was. Although I don't have the exact number of the entire population, but it does say about the 2011 census, but here in percentages it says, under Roman Catholics is 15.9% in Scotland, and for Glasgow specifically it's 27.3% are Roman Catholic. The other bit is other Christian that says like 4.1%, but that could be Protestant and that. And it doesn't really state what kind of Catholic, it does just say Roman Catholic, which I can't tell you the difference. Maybe I should be able to, because I did go to a Catholic school. But I am always surprised by the number there is because I get always mixed things about a uh, Catholic religion. Like, I don't really know, is it a big one, is it a small one? I know obviously there's no, uh, not too big of a number compared to just base Christians, I don't know what you just call them, did you just call them? I don't want to say normal Christians, because that might sound offensive, but just, that's why I say base Christians, where it all started from Christians. I know there's a lot of them around the world, but Catholics and, I think Roman Catholics as a branch might be smaller than actual Catholic, I don't know. Don't know if they're the same thing, probably have to look more into that, but yeah, I did specifically go to a Roman Catholic high school. There wasn't really any other uh, Roman Catholic high schools near me. Yeah, I had like an option of almost four high schools. Most of them, they were pretty far apart, but it was two quite close together. The other high school, they were said it was um, a Protestant school, but I, I had no confirm of that. I'm pretty sure it was a non-religious school, so it was mostly all Catholics at our school. Not a lot of us were Catholics, actually, because I think out of all my, my big friend group I had in high school, I think only one of them was actually Catholic. One of them was Christian, and then the rest of us just didn't have a religion, so... It did used to be back in the day only Catholics could get into that school. But as I was saying about the surprising the small numbers, I felt like there wasn't that many Roman Catholics out there, but I did go to this event. It was 100 years of... Uh, to celebrate 100 years of Catholic... Roman Catholic education. Uh, and it was a massive turnout. There was a lot of people. It was meant to fill up the whole stadium. But I may as well go into the story about it. So there was this big event. It was in a football stadium. That's how many there were. That's <laughs> just to get you a big size of it. I was there to basically help out. I actually just volunteered because I couldn't be bothered with school that day. I didn't have any passion about the Roman Catholics or anything like that. I just heard, let's go. You get free lunch. 
time out of school. So I was like, perfect, I'll decide to go. So I'll go through the whole journey of what actually happened. So it was like midday, almost morning, I'd say. It was like 11, 12 o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to remember this. This is like three years ago, four baby. Uh, there was a big minibus, the school's minibus, but it could only fit about 14 people in it. We, we were all the people going to help, by the way, just another show of how many people had to be there to help because of the quantity of people. Uh, yeah, there wasn't, wasn't enough room. So I had to get two of my other friends and try and figure out a way on how to, you know, get there. What we had to then do was go to the front desk. We had to pay for our own taxi. Uh, I know I'm shouting at my school a bad light here. It was a brilliant school, but I, we had to pay for our own taxi to get there. It was £10 to get there. I know that isn't much money, but the distance between the school and the stadium wasn't that far. You could honestly walk there in about 10, 15, possibly 20. I'm a really fast walker, though, but I'd say about 15, 20 minutes. And it was a tenor there. And when you're a high school student, uh, that, that terror means everything. <laughs> yeah, you really stood you with money back then. But, yeah, we had to get our own taxi there. And... Sorry about that, I was just looking at text. Um, <laughs> we had to get, get our own taxi there. We eventually turned up there. Lucky that the event hadn't started. More in the pointlessness of it. So we were there. It kept getting delayed because the weather was horrendous. It was really rainy, really windy. But we, we made it, we made it there. They had almost like all the food all laid out completely. Right, sorry about that, sorry. Uh, fiance came in to talk to me about pizza. Then our story got stopped because of pizza. That's a brilliant food by the way, but let's not get into that. So the food was all laid out, talking about food. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I actually packed my own lunch. Because then they said, oh, you get a lunch of it. One, I completely forgot about that because I wasn't really listening. I just heard, hey, time out, school, perfect. But, um... I actually did pack my own lunch just in case, you know, I had, they were only joking about the free lunch or something, I don't know, I don't actually really don't know why I packed my own lunch to find they had all this food here. But hey, I just started filling my bag with food. And then I eventually, someone located me and said, oh there you are, I was looking for you. You're going to help Block P. So Block P, once again, that far down the alphabet shows how big it was. Honestly made you feel like prison warden, I got my own vest and everything in your little look out for Block P. Never discovered who Block P was, ever. I actually, to this very day, don't know who they were or where they were or anything. I had no clue why I was there. I was just there packing as much food as I can. Uh, I was surprised I even made it there on time. But the weather, <laughs> that's the main point, didn't go down at all. So this entire event just got cancelled and we all <laughs> got told just to leave. So I had all that planned and to be fair, I don't know if that did go my way or didn't. Because I guess it more went my way because I got a bunch of free food done practically nothing, still to this day don't know what I was supposed to do there, and uh, yeah, that was very good, I, it could have gone better, I actually thought I'd get to go home and not have to go back to school, but sadly, it, they decided to bring two buses instead of the one bus, so we could all get back to the school, and not just get another taxi, but this time go right past the school and just go home, so that was unfortunate, but that's the story of how much Catholics they are in Glasgow and also how I didn't realise where I was and what I was meant to do during our 100th anniversary of Catholic teaching and which luckily brought us to time so I managed to talk my way out of it, finally got on a roll so that's the end of this, hope you enjoyed it, hope you want more, goodbye.